everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night Sunday, Central. Follow me now. Say hi, take Oh, Christ. We are. Can you give me a little sound check? Here we go. One, two, one, two. Wow, see how Am I coming in buttery smooth? You're coming in. Are you Are you up on it? I'm up on it, yeah. Yeah, see, so you come in less than me. Yeah, because my. You're I just boom. naturally aggressive. I boom. You're naturally aggressive. Hashtag I boom. Is that a hashtag? It can be. Oh. We could change it now. I boom. And you whisper. Like, whisper. Hey guys, it just doesn't come from again. You you need to start saying things from your testicles on up. My testicles are there small. <laughs> Those were all my testicles. I got small nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. It's all good. Would you like to talk about what you've been asking me for weeks to talk about? Would you like to finally? I see. I I wore this shirt just for you. By the way, I ordered it because of you, and I'm wearing it now. To appease you. Yes. You tuned me onto this website. We've talked about it on the podcast before. It's a it's a site called Homage. Well, let's first start with the fact that most of these conversations start off when we're driving somewhere and we just go off topic and it's like old school MBA. We end up talking about that for like an hour. Yeah. And or then we start I start talking old about wrestlers. how yeah, old wrestlers, all these rabbit holes that we go down. And I found a website online called Homage. And Homage makes T-shirts, like vintage T-shirts, like T-shirts that I love, T-shirts yep. that you would love, old school NBA, uh, some Larry Johnson, some Ric Flair. You, those of you, if if we put up a clip of this, I'm wearing like a 90s, old school 90s Rockets T-shirt, yeah. which uh, which is probably the ugliest logo in the, in the NBA, but no, I like it. I appreciate I it. it because of that. That was the old Stevie Francis Yao Ming yeah, the the era that was right, but there was an era in the NBA where all like everybody had a logo like this, or even in the NFL, like the Denver Broncos still have something similar where it's like, yeah. oh, that's a very nine like late nineties logo. I think they actually changed the logo to model because of Yao Ming. I think they made it closer to look kind of like the Shanghai Sharks logo if you look at it more closely now. Oh, that's a good point. I'll I, th have to take I a think look that's that. actually what they did. Yeah, so, you ought to take a look I, at I, it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you uh, should. But we started, I started looking for these old uh, t-shirts with logos on them, and I, I was drawn to a site called Homage, where they always have a sale. I think right now it's 15, uh, three shirts, $15 each, 30% off. Go check it out. Uh, but by the time this airs, that might have changed, but they always have deals, because that's, <laughs> that's Homage for you. I've bought multiple shirts. They all fit great. They're awesome. And uh, go check them out. Let's talk. I almost wore my Ravishing Rick Rude t-shirt tonight, but I still don't have the fit the way that I want it. I got to wash it probably uh, one more time. You got to wash it one more time. To get it medium sized. Yeah. Can we talk about how this all started? How long have you been texting about this? Weeks? Maybe. Months, years. You have been saying maybe we should reach out. Maybe we should we should explain how much we love our homage gear and then should reach out to homage to see if we can. If we All right. Here's the thing. Homage. <laughs> homage. Homage started in the basement, right? This this is kind of like a basement. We're kind of working in a basement here. Yep. Uh, they're they're Don't. they're a good strong company, just like a good strong podcast that we have going on right here. And uh, yeah, so if you if you want to send us some free shirts, <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm there trying to is. get some free shirts. I, there it is. Joe Alanis has only 0.2 percent huckster in him, but it will be used to get free gear. I that will give. I, I I will utilize that to give free shirts for free t-shirts. Free t-shirts. Yeah. I'm a whore for free t-shirts, so it's the one thing that yeah, I can't. Yeah. Here's pass the up. thing. My but my buddy Chris here. Uh, if if we don't get free homage t-shirts, he's gonna be wearing like. Any T-shirt they gave him when you applied to a high-interest credit card in it's college. True. It's true. <laughs> any intramural sport championship T-shirt. Any shirt <laughs> that they give you at like any kind of work event, like team building. Like that's that's your whole closet. I wasn't. But you do have a lot of good Tembler shirts, which are really cool. I was an intramural basketball champion, and you bring that up a lot, but you bring it up in a disparaging tone, and I I would like you to know that I notice it. You, and I don't like it. You know, you know what homage isn't going to make a T-shirt about your intramural. They should. <laughs> your okay. old intramural now, championship. Now I got a reason to make this 
plea that you're making okay, go to for get it. more comfy fit shirts for you. Okay. I, homage.com, was an intramural champion at not just some scrub Division three university. I didn't do this. I didn't do this in the middle. And I didn't do this at some community college. I am an intramural champion at the University of Tulsa Division one school. Division oh. one. I'm a Division one college basketball. Has champion. the University of Tulsa ever won championships in anything? Hey, you son of a bitch! Sports. They made it to the Sweet Sixteen one oh, year. Oh, made it. Oh, they made it to the to the sixteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And in there what? was a guy on that water team. polo. And basketball, you bastard. And there was a guy on that team that made it uh, to the NBA draft camps. Oh, wow. And guess what? That guy played intramural basketball in the league where my team won the championship. Was he on your team? No, he wasn't. What's his name? I don't want to release it. His name was Jason <laughs> Parker. He ain't watching because he he's got be. a good life. He might be. Yeah, he he ain't. he's an watching. athletic director now at I think like Mississippi or something like that. So watch your tone. That's the way to go, man. Now, if you're going to be an athlete. Did uh, he light everybody up? Did, was he with four other scrubs on his team and keep them in the league? Absolutely. But we don't need to talk about that. All we need to talk about is that sweet, sweet W that we got. What'd you get for winning? A T-shirt. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> was it an homage t-shirt was it comfy fit it was cotton poly i don't know what these are made of but they're, they're wow, nice bail? on the skin you bailed out of that fast <laughs> 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 look i don't know much about how shirts are made i know i like wearing them i know i appreciate a good retro t-shirt it was a really comfy fit shirt and i've lost it it's gone I need to reach out to the intramural director to see if I can get another T-shirt. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> six years out of school. <laughs> hey, I'm really looking for that 2009 championship uh, T-shirt. So homage.com. If you, I mean, I can give you the prototypes of the shirt and exactly what I'm looking for. Now, the original one didn't have a, a cartoonish, like a cartoon version, like cartoon superhero picture of me on it. <laughs> but if we're remaking it anyway. Here's the thing, Homage. I've never been an athletic guy, and wearing your shirts is the closest I've ever come to to doing anything athletic in my life. Yeah. Is just sitting on the sideline and being a blog boy. This could actually backfire on us. Yeah, they, it they could take could. a look at us two wearing these and be like, no. No. So no. let's, let's, uh, as a matter of fact, let's start hey. making pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to antagonize you, and you know that I'm a contrarian. So believe me, I didn't want to make this endorsement of how good homage is. When you told me that you'd like to tell the people how good homage is, I Googled homage's competitors because I wanted to find a company that also does this to stick it in your face. And none. None. None, right? It's like finding a Bomb Diaries competitor. Because, none. Because homage, much like the Bomb Diaries, has no competitor. Oh, except for maybe Cumtown. Com and hey. <laughs> I, just, I, I was just I was I hit the tagline and I nailed it. I nailed Well look, we'll cut that part out. I'm getting good at editing. And not only that, it would have it could have still worked for them that you mentioned another podcast, but you went come, come down. Tell. Yeah. Uh I'll change Hang it on. in in post. Let's do it again and we'll add a, another just just clip this yeah, just, just oh, clip we'll this. We'll just in. clip this part. Just I don't remember what I said beforehand, but you could just clip this into whatever I said. Okay, perfect. Go for it. Because homage much like the Bomb Diaries, has no competitor. Except for maybe all of the podcasts on All Things Comedy Network. Too wordy. <laughs> Too wordy. And I, I offer that there's a couple on there that we would surpass. I think so. Not we, in we listenership, got, we got, but we got, in enthusiasm. We are the, we are the homage of, of podcasts. Bill so. Burr's podcast only has him on it. We are, we're twice the podcast, That's true. And we're... Yeah, three times actually. Yeah, three times. We're not we gonna, have a. We have a. Let's not bring it up. It'd be cool to get that that the gallo on a on a shirt. Don gallo. Homage dot com. Don gallo. <laughs> All right, we've talked for nine minutes about your fucking website. Jesus. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll cut that short a little bit. I think. Okay, whatever you we'll, want to we'll, do. We'll if you want to cut it in, in post, I'm not cutting it in here. That's all for right, sure. That sounds good. Daddy sorry, listeners, we're sorry for all that. Uh, but uh, we're, we'll move on to the regularly scheduled program. Yes, please. Um, this Saturday, this past Saturday, we had a show 
a Tembler Brewing Company. Yeah. You were there. You I was there. It. I you, was at the show. I was were, scheduled to be on the show. That's right. But and no then one I, fucks with daddy. That's and, what happened. And I, uh, Chris kicked me off the show at the last second. That's right. And uh, he said my material wasn't up to snuff. You know why? He didn't want me to get blown out. And uh, so he took me off the show. You know why? Because I was playing, I was planning to play songs to bring up the comedians, and those songs were all going to be Old Town Road. <laughs> and you disparaged Old Town Road in your last podcast. So that's not it's, why I was on, uh, off the show. No, I, but I, 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 I wish ended, it was. I had a last-minute cancellation. I had a, a family thing to get to. Life, man. I had a life thing to get to. Life, uh, comma, man. Life, wife thing to get to, and so I couldn't make the show. Uh, or I thought I wasn't going to make the show, and I actually ended up being able to make it on time, but the the, the, the time was given to the very funny Jim Trino. Jim Trino, class and, act. Yeah, super, really. I think we've probably talked about him on the podcast before. If we if we haven't, go check out Jim Trino, super funny guy. If he's on a show, definitely show up. And by the way, I've said this about you before. I'll say the same thing about him. I wish I could bottle what he does, his approach. And give it to the rest of the gang and everybody else because complete class act. Anytime anything comes up that that might be a question that's not just a guaranteed, reaches out and asks. Like even the things he doesn't have to. He's doing the show. He's opening the show. It's only it's only me, him, and Dustin. I asked him to do this show the day before the show. He was game. The day of the show, he texts me and says, "Hey, my wife and kid are coming. Is that cool? Of course it's cool." And if he did, if he never texted me, that would have been fine. But he was just good enough to do it. Showed up, always does a professional job, always tries as hard as he can. All that stuff, man. It was it was really nice. And I actually got there at the very beginning of Jim's set. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't say it that way. Why? Say you got there just after my set. Yeah, so I got thanks. there just after your yeah, set. I meant to say that to you. Hey. Thanks for showing up the second I'm done doing But everybody comedy. was still slapping their knees from all the all the funny you from gave From saying, them. get off the stage. <laughs> get this guy. Get Give us some off. Jim Trino. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a great time, man. I hadn't seen uh, Dustin Ibarra. Live. Still haven't. It's Dustin Ibarra. Dustin Ibarra. Look, I, 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 I'm not good what? with accents. Everything's <laughs> British. I'm not good with last names. I'm not good with pronunciation. Happy that's Fourth of July, me. Mexico. That's yeah. just that's just me. <laughs> I will butcher your name. I will butcher everything about you. But I will enjoy. I enjoyed his set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good writer. Uh, good writer. Really, really good writer. Really solid guy. Immediately came off stage, gave me a handshake. I had no idea who I was. I wasn't on the show after all. I told him you were uh, terminally ill. So oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that probably explains. But not that. ill like you were sick. I mean, like a rapper. I, that you're a rapper, and your name is terminally, terminally ill. ill. <laughs> <laughs> and he I, and he looked at he looked at you, and he's like, "Yeah, I could see him doing." Yeah, that. I could I could see how that guy's on. And you were wearing but. your homage Houston Rockets t-shirt just that in night. case there was a rep in the building that Ju night. You never know. You never know. So he know. looked at you and he was like 90s t-shirt. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, mm -hmm. this guy's definitely he's he's ill. He's terminally <laughs> ill. But it was a good show, man. It was like nice. I, I ended up saying the remainder of the show I got to check out Dustin, I got to check out Jim. I did miss you. Uh but you know, it is you what always... it is. I I caught the meat of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you missed me on purpose, and I know it. Yeah, you I missed did. me on. You did. I did. I you could. I said, "Ah, uh, who's the opener?" You know what I'll do? How much time did you do? I, didn't, I don't Fucking think I've asked an you that. An hour and a half. Oh man, that yeah, sounds right. amazing. That's right. No one was in there, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I started at six. I did like fifteen. Jim did like fifteen. Uh, did a minute or two in between. You do something different on that show that I don't think I've ever noticed before is you actually don't do walk-up music, right? Right. So it's just There's you roll into the next comic. Is there or is that a reason that you can talk about on the podcast? So for me, I always like to have walk-up music for, on a show because I feel like it kind of eases any tension that's in the room. Like if somebody doesn't do well and it's like silence and then you literally just roll into the next comic... It makes it a little bit awkward, but you you don't have music on your show. Is there a reason for that? There is a reason for that, and without digging too deeply into it, what I'll say is um, when we do open mic, we set it up so that I have a music man, the lovely Eddie Molina, who hooks up his phone to it and, and works the sound, 
works the speakers, work all of that. On show night, we typically have this young man who's a great guy. He's great at setting up the sound. He actually he actually works the sound wirelessly from the back of the room. He likes to do it on this little iPad. But I don't work with him that often, and I try not to give him any more variables than I need to because typically the start of the show might have a sound issue or the speakers may need some work before the show or like there's some troubleshooting things to go through. And I found in their early shows that the music for some reason seemed to be one element too much and it just it threw things a little bit into array. So I instead fill the silence of no music with my booming voice. And laughter, hopefully. That's what I and do. laughter, hopefully. Be- between, between when the host introduces a comic and the comic goes on stage, I just sit out off to the side and yell, relieving tension yeah. hey how was the show well it was good but the only part i can't really understand is that every time they'd announce a comedian someone off stage would yell boom like 17 times and, <laughs> and then they told us to listen to the bomb diaries so i don't know if that's like a thing or did what's, you did you plug the bomb diaries there i never plug anything because i'm the shittiest self-promoter who's ever lived as evidenced by the fact that I never, I, I, I never put, you know, you see what my marketing looks like for this. The it's, people who have found us, I've just been lucky that they've found us. But I can't shamelessly make all of my family, friends, loved ones, acquaintances, and frenemies check this out, or, or else we'd have, we'd have twice the listenership. Yeah. But I can't do it. It's being that marketer at a show is tough. Yes. Because it's just not what we're there for. I don't show up thinking, oh, I have this other show. I should probably plug that. Exactly. Oh, I'm doing this podcast. I should plug that. Oh, I have this website. I should plug that. I don't. I just don't think that way. I'm just thinking about only my set and that's it. How the night's going, how the comic before yep. me did, how the comic after me is going to do. All of that. Like I'm thinking about all of that. But I do leave some shows, especially if people liked me at a show and I'm like, the next day, I'll be like, I should have gave them my contact. or And I have a weird last name that not a lot of people know how to spell. Except for the entire country of Spain. Except apparently. for Spain. Shout out. What By the up? way. Compra hey. homage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. You don't know any Spanish, but you learn Spanish. Oh, enough. I can sell some shit in Spanish. <laughs> Yeah, you won't promote yourself, but you'll promote homage.com. By oh, because the the there's a better return on the investment with homage. That is true. We got new listeners since last time I spoke to you around the world. Oh, where are we at? Russia. Czech Republic. Hola, Russia. And we've got additional listenership in Poland. We're getting oh, that whole... Czech Republic. Hello, thanks. We're going to get that whole Eastern Bloc. The, uh, the entire roster of the world's strongest man l- listens to our podcast. And one, one roster spot for the world's strongest man does the podcast does the pod so here's what i'm gonna do every time i get a new country i'll i will do a like i'll, I'll pretend to know what what their uh, accent sounds like and i'll pretend to be them for a little bit i hope that made sense i'm just kind of having so, diarrhea of the mouth okay i i understand that so okay so good does I'm that glad. start from here on out no let's what are the next countries what are the new countries here we go we're starting on this episode well those are the new ones czech republic and russia okay um, czech republic i don't know what those people sounds like but i i'm gonna guess it's like like a real deep like don't tell people what you think it's just gonna do be it. like uh hey you check out the bomb diary there we go. That's the Czech Republic. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, Czech Republic, to the Bomb Diaries. First of all, why did the volume have to go up so much in your voice? Because that's, I was talking. Because the people from the Czech talk from their balls. But but why did you also have to make it sound like a stereotypical Armenian jewelry store owner at the same time? See, I didn't know that's what I was going. These are just these are things that are just flowing. Russia. You listen to the. Is that the same accent? Am I doing the same accent? <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's like okay, a so cartoon bad guy. Check out the bomb diaries. Jeez, I'm bad at yeah, accents. Yeah, you're bad at accents. Hello. And you used a Czech pun for Russia instead of the Czech Republic. Oh, man. God damn it. I'm, look at Russia, Czech Republic. I apologize. Poland, we're not even going to look at we're not even going to go there. I'm just going to keep him out of your waistie so he doesn't... Okay, so I think this bit is over. I By think the this way, is the only time we're going to do this. You know who you would have pissed off with your, your pierogi stance? Poland. Is that where they come it's from? It's a Polish dish. 
It's it's well. Okay. I'm a Polish dish. So it's actually originated. The the Japanese were the first ones to put pot stickers <laughs> on the map, and I think I don't know how it got to Poland, but I'm guessing somebody went to Japan on vacation, and they were like, "Hello, these pot stickers are amazing. Let's take up the Poland." Is that Borat? No, that's it's Poland. That's what people talk like in Poland. I can't wait till we start getting death threats, and I hope that this is where it begins. <laughs> hope this is where it begins right Look, now. Look, don't just send them. Come through. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Come on through. Yeah, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what's kind of a mind fuck for me doing these shows. Hosting the shows is tough. It's like it's a different, it's a different energy because you've got somebody... You've got somebody who everybody paid to see sometimes. See-ish, right? So I'd say it's about 50-50. I think 50% of the people are there because uh, you did some pretty good advertising on you know, yeah. on Facebook, on whatever, whatever avenues you take for advertising, you do a good job with that. And then 50% of it are like real comedy fans who actually know who Dustin, who Dustin is. Right, but, it, but if they did buy a ticket, they bought it with this guy's face on it. So that so he's by the time he goes up, they're going to be excited because they're going to see the guy that they're here to see. Quote, which is great. That's the what headliner. You, that's what you want. And my job is to build up the momentum to get to that point. Here's the rub: if you do your job effectively, you don't feel good about yourself at the end of the night. Because, like for me, I went up and did 15 minutes. I did stuff of. Like if I do a 45-minute set, nothing I did in that set with the exception of about 30 seconds is in that act. So this is stuff either from 45 to 60 or possibly even 60 minutes and beyond. Um, and for me, being in my new, newer stages of comedy um, after just you know five, six years, it needs, all that stuff needs work. But it's serviceable enough to do on a show. So you do that, and then you build up the momentum for the opener, which in this case was the feature, who's Jim. Set him up, let Jim knock him down, and he did, and he is a fireball of energy. So I know while Jim's on stage that I've got to do two to three minutes between Jim and between Dustin so that the crowd's had time to take a breath, reset, shuffle around, some go get a drink without making noise, Settle down and then just ramp it up just a little bit again, just a little bit again until they're excited to see Dustin. Just a little bit of an alley-oop for him. A little bit. Now, after doing this for five years, I'm at the point where I know how to do that and I'm going to do that. Here's the part that, where the mind fuck came into play. I don't think I got to talk to you about this. And I was happy to see it, but here's the part. 20 minutes before the show is about to start. Uh, we've filled the room pretty good, uh, almost packed house, like filled in pretty good, especially for a, a dog days of summer. You know, it was a good sized room. Yeah, it was. So the, there, there wasn't a lot of empty seats, so if any. The room was full and I, I wasn't expecting it to be as full as it was. And the way the room is set up is we had maybe we had maybe eight or ten VIP tables long way in front of the stage. And then we had general admission and just regular seating behind it. 20 minutes before the show, I see the room's full and I just, I just gaze out to admire the fruits of our labor. And I'm like, ah, and I look and at the very front VIP table, at the very front one, when I'm on stage, when I'm, when I'm on the stage, this table might be a little closer to me than you are right now. Wow. Is someone who I've worked with for the past year and a half, her husband, um, her, their daughter, and across from them is their two friends who I've never met before, and and none of them have ever seen me do comedy. Oh man, that's brutal. And they are right in front of my face. And you're and, doing. And I know that I'm not going to have a fantastic night because I'm not supposed to. Yeah, that's not your purpose for the night. Your purpose is you are the chauffeur, you are the master of ceremonies, you are the middleman between all of the acts. You're not here to blow it up. You're not yeah. here to do a headlining set. You are here simply to kind of alleviate tension, to bring it up when it needs to be brought up and bring it down when it needs to be brought down. Yeah. So I know I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to come out. I'm going to say something lighthearted to get everybody kind of in. 
I'm going to say the kind of the rules that I'd like them to follow because this was a late show for us. So I know the crowd's going to be rowdy. Some of them were already yelling out to start the show. So I did a little bit about hecklers that I don't love to do, but they need it sometimes. Do that. So I know exactly, like, it's just about managing the children until the show can really begin with maybe maybe a four-minute nugget of me being able to throw some punches. So of all the time that you're up there, so how, mu- how much time did you do total probably for the night? Probably 20 minutes? About 20. 20 minutes. How much of that 20 minutes do you think is something that you actually wanted to do? I don't mean like the, serv- the serviceable stuff, the things that you're doing to you know, get everybody from one comic to the next. Like, did you have anything in particular where you were like, I can't wait to do this one bit because I, I find when you're hosting, you typically don't get to do that. Right. I, uh, when I was, I, I've need to work on these jokes anyway. So I was excited about that. But the second I saw the person that I knew, the second I saw them, I wanted to do none of those jokes. Yep. I wanted to throw flames for 15 minutes. Of course, because you want to impress. I want them to, yes, I want them to have a good time. I want them to be satisfied. I want them to be impressed. And I also don't want them to go, okay, this is a this is a guy in his 30s who works with me, but in all his free time, he's doing this comedy thing. And it seems like he wants to be dur- doing it during the work day. And you know, you know what it's like. You're a you're square peg in a round hole, and so people don't quite understand that anyway. You want them to. You don't want them to leave and go. Yeah, better stick to the day job. You want them to leave and go. I I kind of I get it now. I think I can see it now. You want them to be surprised, but you also want them to walk away with a little bit of a of like when you see them at work. They're going to be like, hey, I didn't know. Like, wow. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, when can we see you again? When, you know, I told my friend about you or what you want something, right? Like right. not a, oh, yeah, Chris did comedy. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, huh. yeah, that was that was fun. Well, that was, that was a fun night. Right. Good. And not even acknowledge what you did. Just that was a fun night. The yeah. night as a whole was great. That's good. Good. That's show. what you're asking me. Yeah. You. You did comedy. You, did you were there. You were all. You were part of the great night. Yeah, uh, and that's a, that's such a struggle because you, especially when it's people who you have to see on an eight to five basis, where they know that you do this, whether you told them they found out, whatever the case is, right? Right. You want to be able to show off a little bit, and they don't. They they won't be able to look at that and understand. No. Oh, he's not getting to do everything he wants to do. He's really just. He's the DJ for the night in a lot of ways, right? He's yeah. nobody leaves being like, "Oh, the DJ was great." No, it's what music did you play, yeah. right? What? And you can't tell them because that's cheating, and you don't want to put that on them. It's like, hey, you know, just yeah, you should show up to a show when I'm doing thirty minutes. Then you'll you'll actually get a feel for me, right? Yeah. And there's just nights I've had that happen where a a coworker or an acquaintance or somebody who's been like following me for a little while that knows. I'm in a situation where I've been doing comedy for 11 years now, and there are people who have never seen me in 11 years, like people who I talk to on a regular basis who have never seen me in 11 years, and then they show up, and it's like, oh, that's what you've been doing. Oh, okay, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah. And it feels kind of silly, which is why I get really insecure about that stuff, and of course, you want to flamethrow the room, but you, but you ultimately have to do what's best for the room at the time. Right. You can't just... If I'm hosting a show, I'm, you can't. You have to do the easy stuff. You have, you're not going to be impressed, and hope. But hopefully, they get a feel for like you as a comic. But most oftentimes than not, it's just like you were just a drop in the bucket, and it feels so silly to go back to work, go back to whatever realm that you know this person from or these people from, yep. and then get that really weird. Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, I, I seen you do that. Yeah, right? and and, it's, and the set. Here's the part that the part that I was happy about is the set went fine and I was glad to stick to what I wanted to work on because six months from now, the bits will be where I want them to be because of working on them that night. Yeah. And the set. So doing, you know, doing the the bottom 10 percent of my serviceable jokes where bottom 10 to 15 percent of those jokes did all of those for 15 minutes and didn't squeeze it in with like the stuff that i i really know is gonna work didn't mix any of that in just went up and did it 
and it went well. It was like solid fine, just a solid fine. Yeah. But solid fine's not what we're in the business of. No, that's not. It, it, but we're. I, I just feel like we also respect what we're doing. And yes, you could have flamethrown that room for for tw- all those twenty minutes and did closer after closer after closer, and you could have done that, right? But for the purpose of the show, you did it, and the show was probably better for it. Probably. And the comics that you introduced were better for it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like you... You got to do it. Yeah, you're you're the jobber, right? You're the wrestler that comes out with trunks that don't... They don't have a logo on it. That your, your wrestling name is literally just Chris Flail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a gimmick. You just go out there. I'll tell you... You, who, take, your, you take your beating and you, you get to the back and hopefully you get to move up the card. I'll tell you who, who you who you are when you're hosting. You're the Brooklyn Brawler. You're, <laughs> you're the Brooklyn Brawler. You come out in a pair of tattered jeans, belly. You get your ass kicked, but you give the people a good time. But you give them a good time, and then you you are immediately supposed to be forgotten. Well, you know why? Because when people come see the Brooklyn, nobody goes to see the Brooklyn Brawler. I go to see the Brooklyn. They Brooklyn. go see Hulk Hogan beat up the beat the Brooklyn. Brawler. Like you just happen to be a part of the match, right? <laughs> They're here to see Hogan. Nobody's here to see the Brooklyn Brawler. I like that we just made one of your jokes and just turned Starbucks coffee into wrestlers. The wrestlers, yeah. We don't go to see the Brooklyn Brawler. We go to see Hulk Hogan beat, beat up the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a good That's a couple of pros. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all, it's, all, it's all beats, baby. Wrestling it's all beats. Homage.com. And by the way, got some feedback that some people didn't like my thighs being out in the last video. Well, too fucking bad because these cakes... Don't let anybody. Run. I can't help it. They just sneak out, so they're going to be stuck with you. Yeah, they just sneak Look at, out. Yeah, they. Just, the, I don't want them to be like this. I, I had to make my, sure you were in frame before we started this. You podcast. can't get this and, in frame. And you got the. You got some KFC thighs up in. the I frame. do, man. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna have to start wearing shorts Juiced so people up. can see my calves. Juiced up. <laughs> no, you see how you should. Well, I don't want you to look, have to look at my thighs right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't want to have but to. But they look. get so much less sun than the rest of my body. Like I'm, I'm beige. Well, yeah, they have so much more hair. I'm beige, borderline brown. Um, my arms, the bottoms of my legs. Yeah, you're brown. Like you're like a, you're like a in the say summertime it, brown. Right? No, you're gonna say no. Mocha. You lighten up in the winter, right? You're gonna say you lighten mocha. up in the winter. That's what it is. When the when do you lighten up? I, I don't. <laughs> this is me all the time. You're this gonna, is how come we have such a great Spaniard listening sh- listenership. Ad, admit to the listeners that you were gonna say my skin is the color mocha. I was gonna say uh, shout out to Ricky Martin. I was Martin. gonna say uh, caramel frap. I'll take that. You're like caramel frap. I'll take. I'm a more frap. vanilla bean. I'm more vanilla bean. So definitely. My arms, the parts of my body that are exposed to the sun, are like they, we'll we'll go mocha. We'll go frap, caramel frap. Yeah, you're you're somewhere in between. Like, have you ever had a Neapolitan ice cream? I have. And you had just a little bit too much. A little bit too much chocolate with your vanilla. Well, that sounds right? bad. That's, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> That's uh, that's where you're at right there. My thighs and my ass are whiter than this wall. <laughs> they just are. But it looks like I stole the upper what? Like, portion of the body from a white man. I have a question a for you man. that's kind of on topic. I'm about to, well, I this, might finish This may it. be a preference thing. Uh, oh. T- tan lines on I a woman? Li- I kind of like them. right? Yeah. Hot. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Tan I lines on me? Disgusting. Oh, I'm glad you said on that. On any man, because I was about to say hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, what why is it about is it? tan yeah, lines? There's something on a woman. about a good tan line that it's like, oh, oh man, that's you know what it's it, nice. It, you know what it might be though. It might be because we were raised without a, a whole lot of means, like high means that we might look at tan. Because I think this is what it is with me. I look at tan lines and I go, oh, poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know That's what I mean. Somebody that doesn't have money for uh, for sunblock. Like back in the day, I've gotten a, I've gotten a little more like comfortable like with the glam. But back in the day, there was just some about some about seeing a girl who looked like she was like maybe like it was like a little I don't know if it's like dirty hot or if it was like a really attractive, but maybe not in the immediate family. But somewhere along the line, along the lineage, you're like, oh, there's like some incest, like six generations back. Like you got a smokiness to your eyes, 
I used to call it Missouri hot. Like you're you're rural Missouri hot. Like I'm gonna let you take this one on your own. Yeah, this like, one's you. This is your corner. Ad- I'm gonna back off. Adorable, on this one. but there's a little something. There's a little something in there that's like ah. Uh, there's poor in your jeans. Yeah, there's there, there's something there. There's tan some crossing line. of wires. Tan lines. It's a poor thing. That means you get you got to get tan outside instead of getting tan at the tanning salon where all the fancy folks do. Well, I also feel like it might have been like a Baywatch thing. Mm. Like, do you remember when the actresses Here's from Baywatch, one. like every interview they did, they had tan lines because they were always on the set of Baywatch. Chipped nail polish. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Split ends get roots the right. Fuck over right? here when your when your when your streaks start four inches from your scalp. That's hot. Yeah. When your roots are coming in, you're 26 and you're wearing Aeropostale jeans. Get over oh, here, you. That's brutal. Come here. That's a tough one. Come here. Aeropostale in general. Just, there's just some, a, there's something away. about it that's like, oh yeah. Like I used to say, I don't, I wouldn't want to date somebody whose family is a billionaire, right? We make an okay living between, like you and I, each make an okay living. I always used to joke around and say, I don't want to marry one of the billionaire babies of Bakersfield. I want to go find the prom queen of Buttonwillow 2007 and go, let me change your life. Let's, yeah, you want to be the... Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a saver. Well, I think that's there's something about that too because I, if you're with somebody, I, I mean, I've, I've always dated in my socioeconomical class this is a second this is a second podcast i've said socio socioeconomical anyways um there's just something about not having an appreciation for things like yes hey we're gonna go to cancun like that to me is like a big deal we're gonna go to seattle we're gonna go we're gonna take this small trip you and i and if that just kind of falls on like oh yeah like i kind of used to do that all the time like yeah yeah, like and yeah i don't like being with that but also if you are from a higher uh, income bracket and you've grown up like that, yep. chances are the people around you, the people your parents really actually want you to date, they're probably pretty, they're, they're doing pretty well for themselves. Reason being is because their parents probably worked somewhere, hooked them up with the job, they thought they did some hard work, but now actually it's all connections, right? Yep. Uh, that that road is a little easier, right? It's easier to easier to get to mid- middle management when your father's like a CEO of a company or a CFO, right? right? Uh, so I think if you date somebody like who came from that, yeah. it's like their parents are always like, yeah, but you could have been with Johnny. Right. And Johnny, he's running five car dealerships now. Exactly. And they're all at Johnny's dad's car dealership. Exactly. <laughs> Go check out johnnydad.com or whatever. Yeah. Right. But there's something about like somebody who just has a, an appreciation for things. Right. Like. Yep. Hey, I did this for you. Oh man, awesome! Let's do that. I'm excited for that because I know that that is special, right? right. I know that 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 means something. It's a special thing. It's not yeah. just something we do all the time. Yeah. Tangent, but yeah, tan lines. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got there? Oh, I know how we got there. I was talking about my body, and all of a sudden, you started talking about how much tan lines turn you on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> where we're at folks now you know why i wear the shorty hey, shorts it's not for you it's for me it's for him i enjoy them i enjoy those shorts so they, uh, you wear them well i'm <laughs> i'm a mocha man by nature but my legs and ass look like i stole them from a man much whiter than i am like like this kind of piece of paper white but then my dick is browner than me oh wow that's it's browner. That's than, way too much information. I mean, by shades, it's browner than. Like it's, you would look at that and you'd go, "Well, that's not my friend's dick at all," because it, because I know the darkest I get in the summertime, darker than that. You've seen it. Tell them about it. I don't. It's disgusting. We get, come on. We get. This is the second podcast in a row where you've disgusted me. That's my goal is to disgust. Disgusting. You. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you like to disgust your fiance? Uh, no, oh, I, I normally discuss her in just a general day to day. Just in who I you do. are, just in who I am, the way I conduct myself. That's my favorite. That's, that's my. Uh, I, I'm just. I have a general and even. I, I spread it out like butter. <laughs> just disgust. Just an even layer of disgustingness yeah. all around. That's my favorite thing is to to gross out the woman is like because she like she's so used to me now that it's so like. She's game. Like she, anything I'm saying, it's it's like she's on. 
but even still, like once a day, I'll get it go like, oh my God. You're disgusting. <laughs> I go, yeah, another victory for the heathen, baby. See, you know, that's the difference between being in a, uh, a nice relationship and a more committed relationship. When I discuss... When I discussed my fiance, it's not like, oh God. Yeah. It's a simple, seriously. Uh, yeah, because you guys <laughs> live together. Seriously. Yeah. You're just going to do that in our home with our kids. <laughs> this is where we're raising our kids, and you're just going to do that. You're just going to be a disgusting slob or yeah. do whatever it is I just did. That I want to know what you're up to in the house. I'm going to ask her. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tame. I know you'd be doing some I'm shit. I'm pretty tame. I know I'm you'd be doing tame. some shit. Speaking of tame. Speaking of tame, went to see The Lion King this weekend. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Okay, have I been working on these transitions? Is that the question? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I have a question, but I feel like I may lead the witness. So I'll let you tell your Lion King story first, and then no, I'll I want to get to your question because then I'm going to be I'm not going to be thinking about my Lion King thing. Okay, because it pissed me off. I will tell you, I was it was I was like, why would he? So when you were at Rocket Shop, uh, with with you brought your daughter to Rocket Shop last week. I did, and you said we've got to go watch the we got to leave we got to go watch the Lion King cartoon because we're about to go watch the new Lion King. Correct. The new Lion King same exact movie as the cartoon the exact same movie why'd you do that man it is punch for punch the exact same movie did you know that before you went to the theater no <laughs> i did not know that yes. i thought i was gonna get a retelling of the lion king <laughs> i thought about reaching out <laughs> and it was Okay, so all the best... Okay, so they managed to keep everything punch for punch the exact same thing, except for guess what? <laughs> except for guess what? What would they change? Timon, I'll give you a guess. I got it. Timon and Pumbaa have sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're a little Timon and Pumbaa here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. There it goes again. So all the best parts of The Lion King, they changed. <laughs> Wait. So all the wait, best parts. Oh wait, wait, wait! What are the best parts of the Lion King? For one, the voice. We talk about voice a lot on this podcast. Talking from your balls, a lot of <laughs> voice. There's a lot of voice talk on this podcast. We. This is how. This is our medium. This is how we communicate. Yeah. They got rid of. They got rid of Jeffrey Irons. Who is that? Jeffrey Irons isn't dead. Okay. He isn't. He didn't decline to be in the Lion King. Okay. Jeffrey Irons is out of work right now. <laughs> he was never even asked to take part in the Lion King, and Jeff uh, Jeffrey Irons voices Scar. Okay. So that iconic voice of Scar, the the uh, what? Oh, uh, that's what this is about. It's the iconic voice of Scar. It's the long live the king. <laughs> I don't know if I did it right. That's no. That's what this is about. They changed because, it because you've been doing a bit for a few weeks where you do the Scar voice, which tells me, based on your Michael Jackson voice, that you think you do Jeffrey Irons pretty well. No, I don't. I know I don't. This is this is one I and, I will take the L as the kids. And say. it's bothering you that they okay. So they so, swapped so out. So they swapped out his voice, and really, that's what makes Scar good is his menacing voice, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed him out. That's the best part. And the most iconic part of the movie when he actually does the long live the king. Yeah. They abbreviated it. And instead of letting go of Mufasa's paws and letting him fall, he punches Mufasa in the face. <laughs> so imagine a lion <laughs> punching another lion in the face. That like awesome. the like World Star <laughs> got punched in the face, fell to his death. Right, like this, some. It's like if they said, "Okay, let's imagine Scar is Kimbo Slice." Okay, rest <laughs> in how peace. How would how would he kill Mufasa? Well, definitely a punch to the jugular, right? Like we're definitely gonna punch the guy in the face. So you watched lions talk to each other for about thirty-five minutes, and then when one punched the other, you're like, you know, I can't even stay. Hey, I in can't. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking me out of this I can't, world. I can't even stay in this thing now. Some of the music they changed, which I was really upset about. He punches him in the face, and then does Mufasa fall to his death? He does. Do you watch it, it? 
Yeah. What do you mean he abbreviated works. "Long Live the King"? How, f- how sh- much can you shorten that? Because in the in the, in the first one, it's it's menacing, and it's like "Long Live the King," and he lets him go. And this one, he's like "Long Live the King," punches him in the face, and that's it. That's how he says it. Long, yeah. Long live the king. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> Long live the uh, flaily. So all the best parts they changed. All of the everything else beat for beat the same. Like literally, if you were to play them next to each other, so it is th- almost beat for beat. The so same. we've got one best part, which is "Long Live the King" was changed. What else? Anything? It's, it's the Scar song. Be prepared. <coughs> Be prepared. I don't know. That and they changed that song too. What do they do? Make it like a they, mumble rap? They abbreviated it. Oh, they, they made it shorter. It's like two seconds, right when I was about to get into it. Right, right when, when, right I was when just it, about to come. That, that's the song I connect with the most in the Lion Why King, do you like right? Scar so much? Because I'm a little much. menacing, right? Because I understand. I get them. Why do you like right? Scar I get so much? I'm not the favorite in my family. Yeah. Right? You well, want to kill the favorite. You think my dad and my mom are listening to the bo- the Bomb Diaries? No. I, I do. I'm the Scar you of know my why? family. You know why I do think that? Because I think their favorite is on this podcast. <laughs> El Gallo. <laughs> El Gallo. Uh, yeah. um, I relate to Scar. I get it. Like, hey, I could be king, but nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes me and I'm not a planner. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe because I hang out with a bunch of hyenas. Maybe that's why. Maybe because all my friends are hyenas. Maybe that's why I don't uh-huh. get That's why I don't uh-huh. get fun. That's why I'm not the king of Pride Rock. <laughs> I get it. So I relate to, I relate to Scar. <sighs> I could be king. But nobody likes me, and I'm not a planner. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> Did they change anything for the better? No. Who's the new voice of Scar? I don't even know. Wow. It could be, it could be you for all it I is know. me. It's just generic sounding. <laughs> <laughs> Does he talk from his balls? The new Scar? No, he, he doesn't sound as menacing. I mean, it's cool to see like some of the the CGI, but it's like they spend so much time wondering like, could we do this? But not like, should we? Should yeah. we remake The Lion King? So, it's pretty awesome already. Scar's perfect. Mufasa's perfect. They actually did bring back James Earl Jones. You know who should do the voice is Scar Lit Johansson. Come on. That's <laughs> <laughs> was, that there any, good. was there any point in the movie where your daughter looked at you and said, Dad, why did you do this to me? Uh, pretty much the whole movie. No, she enjoyed it. So the music's good because so she the music's classic Disney music. She didn't care that she saw it. The, the exact same movie twice in a row. No, because she doesn't know. She's five. So oh. she's like, this is all new to me. Right? <laughs> We're talking about the girl who watches the same episode of the same TV show literally five times What TV a day. show? It's a, it's a show called True. True. And that's there's True and Barnaby. It's this show on Netflix. Shout out to True and Barnaby. True and Barnaby, new, what up? New podcast sponsors. She will watch that. Com, True and Barnaby. <laughs> she will watch that over and over. So she doesn't. She doesn't really. She un, like to her. It's all new. Like she's not watching the Lion King. This is something else, yep. right? This is like the live version. She's. She thinks it's a, a completely separate IP. Yeah. Right. So she has no idea. I see. And uh, but for me, I was like, yeah, it's fine. They ruined the best parts. <laughs> I mean, they still had Akuna Matata and all that stuff. All all the all the beats you want to see in the Lion King. But here's one thing I didn't realize when you watch it back. Nala and Simba fall in love super fast. Like there's like literally two seconds. Like she just shows up and then like 20 seconds later, he's like ride or die for her. And I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't really believe that. I thought right? you were, were going to say he's riding her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Can you feel be cool. Be cool if they switched. This is where I want to be. Producer, can you cut the mic? Um, <laughs> it would be cool if they just threw some Nat Geo in there and, and instead of ju- and just been like they like Mufasa, Mufasa and and Mrs. Mufasa just start getting it on, and then they're like <laughs> Mrs. The, Mufasa, Muf- and they'll be like Mufasa can do this for the next seventeen hours, and then that's the movies. You just watch him get. <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa falls asleep for nine <laughs> hours afterwards. Yeah, my dad's Mufasa. And Mufasa's <laughs> and Mufasa's wife complains to her friends <laughs> that he doesn't connect to her the way they did when they were in college. And Muf- and Muf- Mufasa's old lady is looking at Scar. 
Yeah. Yeah, right? That's crazy. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't think it needed to happen. We didn't need to do that, right? I mean, it was cool, but it was also like watching emotionless lions. It was weird. I, uh, emotion, emotional lions, you mean? Or? No, emotionless. Like, there was something weird about the technology where it was just oh. like, oh, like he's sad, but he's also a lion. Uh, yeah. Like, he's also menacing always because he's a damn lion. Yep. So it's weird to, like, there were parts in the cartoon, like, when Simba loses Mufasa where he's crying, and it's really emotional, and it hits me. Here's here's my take. It really hits me in a place where I just feel. Yeah, yeah it hits vagina. me. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Lion King's always sucked. I've never liked it. What do you think of that? I think... I think the pot is over. <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked The Lion King. Why? I give hate, me three reasons. Easy. I hate, Give me three reasons and give me three better Disney movies. <clears throat> it's corny. You're corny. I I don't like myself either. <laughs> it's corny. I hate musicals. You love musicals. I hate musicals. You love musicals. Remember I got you into Hamilton. You really enjoyed that. I hate Hamilton. <laughs> I hate Alexander Hamilton. I hate Hamilton the musical and Rip Hamilton from I, the 2004 Championship Pacers team. I hate I hate Pistons. that stupid face mask he used to wear. Yeah, that's true. And those Pistons, not Pacers. Sorry. Yeah. Although Pistons. I did feel kinship to him because skinny guys unite. He was a skinny guy that made it through the NBA. And third reason, it's corny, and also, also, um, it's a simplistic story. It's biblical. And I ain't into and it. And you're, you're not into the Bible? Jealous brother kills a brother. The son will be the king. It's it's just like Narnia. I never watched Narnia. <laughs> but it reminds I, me of Wizard of Oz. There's I a lion. Yeah. How long should I watch a cartoon? I don't want to watch a 90 goddamn minute cartoon. Well, see, I have a soft spot in my, in my heart for the Lion King because I didn't have cable growing up. Oh, don't And I had do the Lion it. King and I had Pocahontas. And I can. Pocahontas. I used to be able to recite every single word from those movies because we would watch them over and over because yeah. we didn't have cable. I had the traditional Disney videos like Mickey Mouse, Goofy. Videos? They had those videos? Pornos, yeah. <laughs> Mikey Mouse? They had them. Yeah, I bet they, they did. They had them. I bet they did. I, I can't name three Disney things because I'm grown up. So. See, uh, here's one thing that does happen that's really cool is we actually had season passes to Disneyland. Not to brag. Not to brag. Yeah, we get I, it. I, You're I, doing fine. I, I had Disney. We get it. You're I, doing I, fine. I had the, the, the lowest tier Disney pass. You don't need uh, a, you don't need you a know, sponsorship. California Select. I had the California Select pass for a year. We can go Monday through Friday on certain days, maybe 8 to 5, when they kicked you out of the park after a little while. Uh, we had the cheap passes is what I'm saying. And going with my kid, definitely, like, I, I was like you. I was like you. <laughs> I was a, I was a broken soul like you once. Don't, don't. I didn't have feelings, right? White <laughs> ass. Like, I understand. <laughs> I was like you. White. No. White, white ass, not white ass. <laughs> Let's get that squared I, away. I I'll pull my ass out right in this podcast. I was like you. And then what happened was I had kids, and then I seen Disney through their eyes. Where I used to go to Disneyland, if I went with family, I didn't really, I, I viewed it through my eyes. I was like, this sucks, it's hot, there's a lot of lines, but seeing my daughter's face light up when she thinks the princesses are real, seeing all of that oh, stuff, guess what? Like, that was great. It's a different experience. You, you're soulless, Yeah. you're uh, corny, yeah. you're corny. Well, guess what? I'm a man that's not tied down by a family, so I th still think the princesses are real. <laughs> that's the joy of yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good I look. still get to believe the princesses are out there. That's true. You had to give up on it. I did. I gave up. Put on your khaki pants and go stand in line yep. in the side you can't even drink on. I could get hammered. I don't because I'm a punk, but I could. But you could. You have the options, and that's what counts. Yeah. That's what counts. Long live the game. That'd be a good spot to stop if I wanted to. <laughs> Not done yet. Not done. Not done. I got more fucking to do. Go. What do you got? I don't have more, more fucking to do. <laughs> yeah, you have. You don't have the options, but you went to the aquarium this weekend, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. Mr. Not Corny? Mr. Not Corny? Yeah, what'd you do? Watch Lion King? What'd you do? Go to the aquarium? Went to the aquarium. Go to the aquarium. Drove seven hours to look at animals for three. Yeah, that's... I kind of looked at animals for 10 hours now that I think of it. 
<laughs> out on the highway with them goddamn sharks in Los Angeles. Yeah, no kidding. The aquarium was awesome. Went to the Long Beach Aquarium. New podcast sponsor, Long Beach Aquarium. Inc. Inc. Trademark. That's right. The otters yeah. Otters are adorable. We otter check them out. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> the otters were adorable and they have like a tank the size of this whole wall so it's big and they swim <laughs> they swim by right at eye level and when they do they kind of turn their bellies towards you and they kind of give you this look like what are you doing girl like they give you this little hey what are you doing after the fish this? do the otters oh the otters okay there's little penguins jumping around all over the place they shake their little ass when they're wet just like me it's, it's got to see a walrus fucking seal and shit got to see jellyfish that look that have these little like almost like a little fireworks show going on inside of jellyfish jellyfish is the most alien looking thing i've ever seen well yeah it has to be right because they live at no they don't live at greater depths well greater depths. they're just all like membrane i don't know i don't don't know anything about marine biology i barely know anything about the people who are sharing the surface with us true it was it was a, they do a really good job with the place there and we went right when it opened and then we left just in time for when all like the kids in the field trips were there and it was getting nuts so we got the hell out yeah, of there. Yeah, I've I've done that and it's brutal. Now, I do this thing where the like, the aquarium, I've been to a few aquariums with my daughter where it sounds like a great idea and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and it is fun for like the first 3 tanks. Yep. And you're like, "Oh, these fish live in colder waters and they can be found in the Atlantic Ocean, and normally if you if you were to drop something in the Florida waters, chances are you're going to catch one of these fish, right? But then after a while, all the fish look the same. And oh, it's just like, come on. It's just like, yeah. Don't say this that. Is, uh, they're, all, they're all just fish. You're going to say that. Yeah. All fish look the same. Let me guess, they smell too? They all smell the you're same. You're awful. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got jobs. <laughs> The unemployment rate amongst hey, marine animals hey, is insane. Someone's doing the raping in the ocean. <laughs> think about this. The only like think about what an employment like is in the ocean, right? The what? only the only ones that have jobs are like the ones at SeaWorld. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They're all picking up their government check. <laughs> <laughs> eating for free. Eating ah, for you krill eating yeah. freeloader. But they all look the same to me after a while. So I'm like, I'm good in an aquarium for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And after that 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, another fish. Yep. Oh, another tank. Oh, like some a fact about a fish. And I just, I'm just like, all right, I, where, where can I buy a hot dog? Yeah. That's I, it. I got the touch of stingray. Did it sting you? No. I was really hoping you'd come back with some kind of like uh like a crocodile hunter story. No, these ones are very <laughs> subdued. They weren't like those ones that killed Steve Irwin. These ones were nice. We actually, we, there was this little wading pool <clears throat> and the stingrays were in there and they started to kind of beach themselves to the surface and it looked like they were trying to climb out of the tank and we're like, oh, look at them. They want to escape. But then we heard someone say, if you want to pet the stingray, you can pet the stingray. Just use two fingers. That's always my go by. Uh, <laughs> I pet everything with two fingers, maybe a thumb on the other side. But You're disgusting. They're like, if you pet the stingray, you could wash your hands. There's a sink over there. So I'm like, all right, we could pet these motherfuckers. And we realized. <laughs> <laughs> could pet these motherfuckers. Yeah, I know. And I realized that they weren't trying to escape. They were trying to get to people like to pet me. To pet oh, me. because they're, they're they want to feel on you. Needy, yeah. So I, I'm dating one now. We we got off to a pretty good stuff. But no, they they have this. They feel real slimy and slippery, much like yourself. Yeah, disgusting. And yeah, and they were cool though. Like they would come right up and they'd be so like they looked like they were smiling when you pet them. You should see when you give them a yank and how much they yeah. smile. It's really, it's really that's why they're slimy. <laughs> the rest of them weren't just the one I was petting. It's D- sir, don't pet the underside. <laughs> that's right Uh, i pet a jellyfish too they don't they almost don't feel like anything until you touch the top of them here's a little fun fact i i thought maybe like we could pet these ones because they don't sting not the case they do sting they just sting so lightly that to humans we're so goddamn tough we don't feel it oh yeah or at least that's what they told me that is not a fun fact it is a fun yeah it would have been fun if you were like Oh, so uh, they told me it didn't, but turns out it actually did, and it shocked the shit out of oh, me. Oh, that would have been fun. You wanted me to be that hurt. Been a fun fact. <laughs> you wanted me to be hurt. That's what that came down to. No, just no. 
but they, there's always someone to try to game you. Like there was a little bird section and we're standing in line waiting to go into the bird section and they're selling these little nectar things for four dollars for like a medicine cap so you can feed the bird yeah but you're not allowed to touch the bird you just hold it and the bird comes and just so you're paying to do their job that's right yeah hey somebody needs to feed the birds like hey how about you do it how about you keep these things alive not me at four dollars a pop you know i gotta feed the person i brought the exhibit tour guides though i felt a real connection to them because they felt like comedy show hosts like they had to do all this canned shit oh yeah and then there was one where what they would do is they'd have a scuba diver come to the glass oh i seen that one and they had a they had a guy outside the glass and he would act like he was talking to her like she was giving answers but obviously she's not mic'd up we know that because we're in the business (laughs) (laughs) she's not mic'd up there's no boom mic in the ocean there's no hey there's no boom mic in the ocean the bomb diaries tune in every (laughs) tuesday through other Wednesday, whenever every, I fucking every, feel every like once it. Every once in a while. Hey, whenever, whenever daddy feels like it. Whenever we got time. And and so he had to time it perfectly, and then he had to like act like he was into the... He probably had that conversation 25 times that day. Yeah, he's probably like... He's the host. <laughs> yeah. He's just doing... He's not... You know, he's not the main star. He's just, he's just done hosting duties. Dude, big whale in the center of the lobby. Then I zip my pants up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Can we get through one podcast without nine references to your unit? No. The you know big, how many times I've res- I've the, I've referenced my unit? None. I thought you were going to say. You know it. why? Because I have manners. The that's big why. unit. I thought you were going to say. If you want to see it, alanese.jo at gmail.com. Don't you got it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Do you know how many times I've wrestled my unit? <laughs> Twice since he's gotten here, yeah. folks. And I'm undefeated. I'm getting a homage <laughs> shirt here pretty soon. I'm going to be on the shirt. That's homage.com, everybody. If we could <laughs> my, teach you. My penis is the Brooklyn brawler of. <laughs> it's just a, a jobber. Get him a body bag. Yeah, no kidding.